Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on the third article of the Augsburg Confession, looking at an Old Testament passage and its application to our lives. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe. I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. All right. We're all here, present. We are. All of us. And guess what we're talking about today? Two natures in Christ. The Trinity and the two natures in Christ. <laughs> and vocation. Woo-hoo! Oh, good. Got to get that out of our, uh, our system. Yeah. Oversight but, two episodes ago. Yeah, we're in the Old Testament. And a uh, portion mm-hmm. of scripture that I believe all of us would probably say uh, is meaningful to right. us and definitely to the church. Yeah, it's going to feel like Christmas in yeah, here. Yeah, Advent passage yeah. time. Oh, so. sorry. Yeah. Advent. Get your church not, calendar season yes. right. Everyone, get, <laughs> after Brett reads, get ready because we're all going to stand and sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Right. Oh, yeah. I love that hymn. Uh, Second best hymn in our hymnal mm-hmm. after O Sacred Head Not Wounded. Well, I would argue that Holy, Holy, Well, isn't holy. that your like one through ten? Yep. Top one Number through ten? one should be Holy, Holy, Holy. <laughs> my, my, my very most favorite hymn uh, is O Sacred Head Not Wounded. Right. Love that song. It's a little bit of an inside joke with yeah. Jason that's saying that on, baseball for on Facebook. Another real good one that's kind of overlooked is Love Was When. Love Was When God Became a Man. Talk about coming in time and space. I don't I'm know. Not that sure if I know that. That song. might not be in our uh-huh. hymnal, but we sang it at mm-hmm. uh, Calvary Lutheran Church oh. in Arlington, South Dakota, and I love that song. And the only, my only, um, I wish somebody would do a, mo- a more modern version of it because it's very dirge-like. Mm-hmm. But the words Ooh, those are, are the so, best hymns. Well, but they're so <laughs> it, it encouraging doesn't, doesn't and uplifting. The, yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And um, I love the words though. Ooh. Yeah, I, look it up. I'm probably not familiar with that hymn because it's not O Sacred Head That Wounded. <laughs> I love that one, but Holy, Holy, Holy will always be my favorite hymn. Holy, 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 Holy has some of the best harmonies on it. The tenor part for Holy, Holy, mm-hmm. Holy is magnificent. Plus it talks about God, the Trinity. Yeah. yeah. And for all you rolling your eyes at us right now, at least we're not talking about sports. <laughs> well, we could do that too. Yeah, there's right. not much to talk yeah. about. Nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Brett, nine, yes. Isaiah nine. Yeah, so we're continuing on. Uh, this is the third episode of our uh, episodes on the third article of the Augsburg Confession. The third episode on Say the Say that third three article. times fast. <laughs> and apology. And the apology. Yeah, right. I'm, That's all right. I'll get back. We'll get there. Yeah. So uh, we're doing an Old Testament Bible study on uh, Isaiah nine. Verses 6 and 7, and I'll read that for us. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be uh, upon his shoulder. It's hard not to read this without uh, launching into the... For yeah, right. to us a child is born. <laughs> I was doing Hello. the same thing. <laughs> Handles Messiah. Yeah, sorry, I'll start We're just over. just really culturing everyone today. You're welcome for this yeah, service. right. <laughs> for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of, of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen. 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 Oh, I love this text. Hallelujah. I know. Yeah. Skipping ahead a little bit. <laughs> Inside, I'm singing that, and yeah, I won't right. sing it out loud just because I want to love my neighbor as myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the most perfect piece of music ever pan, penned by mm-hmm. mankind is the mm-hmm. whole Messiah by Handel. Right. It's pretty good. Man. I love that going to uh, 
when like an orchestra does that or um and it's just straight up scripture and mm. and all these people are reading through the yeah. lyrics of scripture yep. yeah yeah, resisting the urge to bash 90 CCM right now. Just because yeah. <laughs> it's there for me. <laughs> but we'll talk about this. It's you. You really have kind of in two verses a two natures of Christ mentality and encapsulated for us in this prophecy. Yeah, right. And it's interesting how the prophecy came about. You know, you've got a, mm-hmm. a pretty evil king. Uh, who is trying to pretend better to be, than a mostly evil king? Yeah, uh. he, he, uh, he's trying to pretend to be pious. As God says, "You pick the miracle. It can be as high mm-hmm. as heaven or as low as Sheol. You tell me the mm-hmm. sign that you want to show that I will be faithful to Israel." And he's like, "Oh no, I'm not going to put the Lord yeah, no God way. to the test." That's mm-hmm. Isaiah seven, the setup I, for the other prophecy. Yeah, and, on and, this and that's yeah. but that's the setting that this flows out of, and it's really quite a powerful setting, if you think about it, because here humanity in its own strength is, is basically saying, yeah, God, no, no thanks, I got this. Mm-hmm. When in fact we are lost mm-hmm. and we are absolutely hopeless without the promise of the Messiah that was given to Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and through King David, and it's all brought to fruition that mm-hmm. this is going to happen as God continually, progressively reveals his predetermined plan of salvation through Christ Jesus. And, and not only for the content of these two verses, but the allusions to all of the things we build our theology on, yes. are they are going off like fireworks, like almost at every word in mm-hmm. this passage. I know. You, you know, for, for someone like me, who's a systematic theologian, it's like every phrase is like, oh, there's that and that, and then there's that mm-hmm. and that, and we're going to start connecting this yep. to this Pull part. Pull it all and, together. Oh, yep. my goodness. Yeah, it's fascinating. You've mm-hmm. got the King of Kings and Lord of Lords aspect of it. The government will be on his shoulders from the house of David, and mm-hmm. his kingdom will reign forth forevermore. Yep. Uh, you've got that, but you've also got, again, the humanity, as we're talking about this, the humanity of Christ, because he's born from a virgin as it was set up in the previous chapters. For unto us a child is born, unto mm-hmm. us a son is given. Yeah, with the child, you've got flesh and blood, Jesus. Yep. And, and to mm-hmm. round back to what you said in verse 7, of the increase of his, governor, of, of his government and peace, there will be no end. Mm-hmm. That's an allusion to the church, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a direct line to Matthew 16, and the gates of hell will never prevail against yep. it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, like, this stuff is just starting to pop mm-hmm. off the page, and it would be really hard to cram more important theology into a two-verse stretch than this verse is doing. <laughs> it's kind of one of those like late-night commercials, but wait, there's more. Yeah, yeah. right, yes. <laughs> because also, and, along and with everything you just said... It's not a sham, is, though. There is a veiled shout-out to the Trinity. Yeah. And then... And I love that. At the end of the infomercial, we'll double your order. Oh, I know. <laughs> Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting yeah. father, prince of peace. Please don't miss that. Mm-hmm. Yes, God progressively reveals himself through the Old Testament. It's not a one-to-one comparison as to how Christ has revealed fully the three persons of the Trinity, but it is definitely a veiled allusion to it. So mm-hmm. please don't miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you you start out verse six with the flesh and blood Jesus for uh, for unto us a child. I can't do it. I can't say for to us. It has for to say for unto yeah, us. Exactly. <laughs> for unto us a child. You guys can is born sing two different is, parts yeah. here. You know? <laughs> uh, so you got flesh and blood Jesus. You've got a highlighting of the for us nature mm-hmm. of Christ's incarnation mm-hmm. and His humanity. 
for uh, you. I, for I feel like you. that's yeah. from one of the our old episodes. Of the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and then you've got that connects us to the sacraments, the mm-hmm. for you in Holy Communion. The next phrase in the government shall be upon his shoulder. Mm-hmm. This is actually an allusion to the second half of verse 7. Justice and righteousness mm-hmm. are the fundamental characteristics of God. Absolutely. It's in, in the Old Testament, when God is described in his wisdom and his majesty, it's always justice and righteousness, justice yep. and righteousness. You see that in Leviticus. We're currently studying the book of Amos in my church, mm-hmm. and justice and righteousness are all over the place. It You realize eternity... The government that Christ established, and this isn't the kingdom of America prophesied mm-hmm. in the Bible, the kingdom that the eternal kingdom that Christ established is built on justice and righteousness. Yes. And then you have all of the marvel in that, yeah. that your redemption, mm-hmm. God's grace and his mercy for you. Yeah are a part of the economy of his justice and Absolutely. righteousness. And and I, I would be interesting if someone really wants to torture themselves to go back and find out how many different Bible verses I call my favorite verse. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my most favorite verses in all of scripture is Romans 3.26. Mm. Yeah. After that description of justification, yep. it says, so that God might be just yes. and, and the, the justifier. justifier. And, and it's one of the most tremendous comforts for me mm-hmm. having come out of that sort of pietistic American evangelical mushiness Mm -hmm. where I was taught to look on the inside of myself to realize that my redemption is a just thing that God has done. Yeah. And that, that that that's that it is finished from the cross. And Every, bestowed yep. upon you yep. as a gift. Everything God did for me, it wasn't because God was ignoring my sins. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because God was sweeping my sins under the rug and nope. pretending they didn't exist. God's not storing my sins in the back of the closet. My sins have been taken care of. They've been dealt with. They've been redeemed. And God's economy of justice and righteousness mm-hmm. is how he delivers his grace and mercy. We don't deliver it, but it is perfect. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's being built into here. And, oh, by the way, we're only halfway through verse 6. And yeah, right. <laughs> I know. And, you know, under the surface, because yeah. it's talking about God and the fact that we understand now because of Christ, God is revealed in three distinct persons. You know, as we think of John chapter 1, in light of this, then here's the creator God, Elohim plural, let us make man in our own image uh, also as part of creation, now creating life through the promise of salvation through the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So the creator God is still creating today. And just that uh, that ongoing creation that we are new creations in Christ Jesus, creating life, raising us spiritually from the dead, transforming us from one degree of glory to another. It's just a constant creation of life through the promise of the Messiah. Yeah. And then I think what we want to do from there is I think rapid fire start to, mm-hmm. you know, unpack or exposit these names that are given yeah, to the child. Right, right. So wonderful counselor, mm. have an obvious allusion to the person of the Holy, yeah, Son, Holy right. Spirit. Yep, yep. You have an uh, allusion to the legal uh, role that Christ plays as our advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. That's a that's that's a counselor. That's paraclete. legal term. Yeah, yeah. The paraclete. Mm-hmm. And Christ yeah. is the paraclete as our advocate, right. even as he's ascended to the mm-hmm. Father, is yeah. interceding for us mm-hmm. on one our who behalf. comes alongside. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And in fact, if you really, really, really want to drill down into it, wonderful counselor is how God works through our vocations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we talk about in the doctrine of vocation, the hidden God, the masks of God, and that God is working His wisdom 
through us to provide for our neighbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that is behind the scenes going on. And Absolutely. that's just wonderful counselor. And even making provision for us to give us peace in the midst of turmoil, to give us contentment in the midst of chaos. Yep. And uh, all of those things are part of that. And mighty God, you have mm-hmm. the the sovereignty of God. The creator God that spoke the universe and everything in it yep. into existence from nothing. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. You have, that's also, there's some military terminology built yeah, into the concept right. of mighty God. Yep. So we would kind of import the name, the Lord of hosts or the yes. Lord of the armies into yep. this, which again gets us to Christ and his appearance before Joshua yep. in the book of Joshua is the mm-hmm. commanding, the commander yep. of the armies of the Lord. Again, one of my Systematic most... Systematic yeah. use. Are you yeah. for us yeah. or for God? And he's <laughs> like, no. no. I love that <laughs> I exchange do too. It's so like, much. I am for myself because I am mm-hmm. who I am. Yeah. yeah, and then again the role of the Holy Spirit in that, in that God is mighty, so His word accomplishes what He sets out to do. Mm-hmm. So there's Isaiah fifty five ten and eleven that's being imported into there. Everlasting Father, who reveals the Father, as one of His disciples asked Jesus, show yeah. us the Father, and it is enough. Jesus, mm-hmm. like, have you been with me so long that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father? Yeah, you have seen mm-hmm. me and seen the Father. Yeah. Uh, the again, John chapter one verse eighteen. Yep. Again, and this is where you start to get all the catechism stuff in there because the uh, our Father, yeah, you know, the, mm-hmm. the what is that the Paternoster? What yeah. the Latin term is for the, yep. the Lord's yep. prayer? Praying this way, yeah, yeah. But wait, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a gift that just keeps opening we, we keep up to going. us. And, it does keep giving. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. An everlasting Father then allows us to think about the sonship of Christ, reconciliation, reconciliation with the Father. God so loved the world. Yep. Uh, and then the last name is Prince of Peace. And uh, we, you know, we've talked about a couple of times on the podcast way back in the day, but this notion of peace isn't, you know, the passive aggressive absence of conflict. Exactly. It's, it's true reconciliation. It's, it's peace in the midst of conflict. It's peace in the mm-hmm. midst of conflict. It's, in, in, it's assurance. Yep. And it's trust, and, and Christ is the one who is that and who delivers that to yep. us. Uh, this is, again, talks to us about the role of the Holy Spirit in convicting the world of sin, convicting mm-hmm. the world of uh, righteousness, and convicting the world of judgment, mm-hmm. that God mm-hmm. is the victor. But we also are reminded of the only source of mm-hmm. true peace. Yep. He's the mm-hmm. Prince of Peace. Yeah, it's, and so, you know, we did that in about four minutes. And, <laughs> you know, it's what, what you need to see in a passage like this that is so yeah. loaded with theology mm-hmm. is the absolute tapestry that scripture is. Yeah. That there, there is no part of scripture that's just out there on an island, has nothing to do with anything else. That every part of scripture is connected to every other part of scripture. And even though it's a book, that was written over the course of, you know, what, 2,000 years or, you know, something like that uh, and written by how many different human authors. Mm -hmm. It is one book with one message Mm -hmm. delivering one Christ for our salvation. Amen Mm. to that. Amen, yeah. For one church, one Mm -hmm. faith, one One baptism. Yeah. (laughs) Got Ephesians 4 going Uh, on Exactly, exactly. It's it's fun to see all the scripture that gets pulled together mm. in that tapestry like you're talking about uh, here. Yep. And it's fun to be able, I'm so thankful for our time that we can have the New Testament and go and see this and see how mm-hmm. this is fleshed out as God, again, progressively revealed his plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then we've got, uh, we, we've already talked about the increase of his government. We've talked about peace. There will be no end. Mm-hmm. Of course, is the eternal kingdom of God, mm-hmm. uh, which is already and not yet. The eternal kingdom of God, and it's a reminder that what we receive in the congregation as we go through the worship service is a little slice of heaven. May it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, yep. it's it's a, it's just a wonderful thing to realize that the church does not die. The church is no. not going the way. The gospel will not be defeated. Mm-hmm. God is superintending this because he's already won the victory. Yeah, that mm-hmm. picture of being ambassadors to our true home, that we're in a foreign nation uh, representing our true homeland. We are, we are sojourners. Yes. Yep. And then the we, the last thing I want to talk about, and we can spend the last five minutes of the podcast talking about this today, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. It's like yeah. the Old Testament that God so loved the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's this, it's this notion, and I don't know why it is the case in some circles of American Christianity, but whether we're talking about prayer, or especially prayer, mm-hmm. or we're talking about Christ's redemption, it always seems like the American church is obsessed with this notion that we're dealing with an unwilling God. Yeah. You know, the way I was taught about prayer growing up and the way that seems to be consistent. Like you have to pray in a certain way to get God to... to, You have to pray in such a way to change God's Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. It's as if we, our our default notion is that God does not want to give us good things, that God does not want to care for us. So if we've got this relative who, God forbid, has cancer, we're praying with God to heal this relative of cancer in such a way that we might think God doesn't want to heal them mm-hmm. of cancer. That is prison yeah, and that is bondage. And, and I think that attitude is counteracted with this notion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. I know. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. Dear saints who are listening right now, God wants to save you. We just have to understand that his timing and ways are above ours, and he will heal you, as it says in Isaiah 53, by his stripes we are healed. It just might not be on this side of death. Mm-hmm. Well, it might not, and it might not be in the way we want it, exactly. but our felt needs are so much less important than our actual needs, yes. and our actual needs have been met perfectly by God in Christ Jesus, and he wanted to do that. Think of all of the verses. You just pull them out of Ezekiel and other places. God takes no delight in the death of the wicked. Oh, that That's, they would turn and live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a marvelous thing when you come to the realization that God wants to save you. We well, do not have an unwilling God. No, mm-hmm. you know, even Isaiah 53 was the will of the Lord to yep. crush him. Mm-hmm. He was pleased yep. to, to do his will. Not that he wanted to see and, and enjoyed Christ's suffering, but that he knew the outcome. Yep. He knew what was going to happen. God wills that all men should be saved and come Absolutely. to the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and as you read scripture, as you become more familiar with it, as you see the the, the tapestry like we talked about, mm-hmm. the, the beautiful picture of our confession of doctrine from scripture, you get this notion of a joyful, mm-hmm. willing, loving God. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the best of, of what the evangelical world has tried to do is they've taken this notion of God as a capricious, vindictive sheriff trying to catch us in the act of sin and somehow tried to build redemption of, well, God saved you anyway. 
Yeah. And, and the, the height of all that God has done, mm-hmm. the very peak of that is Christ on the cross in your place. I know. Yeah. And you know? Right. The, the un, un, maybe unintentional outcome of that or the, the natural outcome of that way of thinking is that you believe in some way, shape, or form you can add to the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. That's really and the natural we have, outcome we have, of thinking like that. I've got something to bring to the table. Yeah. And it's kind of like what Ahaz did. You know, oh, no, God, I got this. Yeah. You know, I, I got this. I don't need that. And, and so God's like, no, well, I'll give you a sign. And yeah. that sign will be so miraculous, you're, you're not going to mm-hmm. miss it. God will become human flesh mm-hmm. and dwell and tabernacle among us. You know, we were talking off air before this episode, and, and, and I really mean this. It, it is one of my things that I enjoy to hear someone talk about something they're passionate about. Yeah, you know, right. I, I, I enjoy, Brian, when we get you going off about the Trinity. Because <laughs> it's, you, you see the pleasure in your eyes when you're talking about it. And mm-hmm. it's the same pleasure that I feel when I'm talking about mm-hmm. vocations. You know, Brett, when you're talking about counseling and the things mm-hmm. you love, and, and even trivial matters like baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. passionate about baseball history and, and you know what I'm, Or microphones. Or microphones. Nah. <laughs> but you realize that. And then you stop to think that the thing God is most passionate about is us, is salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's what scripture is about. That apple in, of his eye picture yeah. that we see in mm-hmm. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. In scripture, God is speaking to you of his Jesus, yep. which is your Jesus and how he has saved you. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. stop there and think about how you pray. That you are approaching a God whom you have access to because of Christ. Mm-hmm. You're approaching a God who delights to pour out his grace and his mercy on you because he loves you. And you are approaching a God who has commanded you to pray in such a way that the things you are praying for are the things he has already promised to be doing. Yeah. His name is already holy. We don't make it holy. Yeah. His name or his will is already being done without our help. His kingdom is coming without our assistance. Mm-hmm. He is daily giving bread to the good and the evil alike. He has already forgiven us of our sins. He does not tempt us to sin. And the victory over Satan, the evil one, mm-hmm. is assured because it is complete. Yes. And uh, the notion, and this is exactly what we've been saying for the three episodes of this arc so far. The notion that theology is dry and boring is either the fault of the person teaching the theology or the fault of the person hearing it and not being able to realize how valuable it is. Mm -hmm. The very notion of the two natures of Christ as presented to us in scripture impacts us in such a way that it should transform our prayer life. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, I'm going to end with Hebrews, if that's okay. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to the end. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but with one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in time of need. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we wrap up our discussion on the third article of the Augsburg Confession. God bless you and have a great week.